doing in our church right now. Come on, I say, how many of you are excited about what God is doing in our church right now? Amen. I believe in the God that can open the blinded eyes. How about you? I believe in the God that can make the lame walk straight. How about you? Oh, come on, church. I believe in the God that can raise the dead. How about you? I believe in the God of miracles today. Miracles. How many of y'all came needing a miracle today? How many come expecting to receive a miracle today? You see, that's the secret, church. If you don't expect anything, you won't get anything. That's why two people can be sitting side by side in church and one gets something out of the service and the other one go home and said, I didn't feel God. You didn't feel God because you weren't trying to feel God. Come on, church. What are you expecting God to do for you today? Amen. It's good to see the church house getting full. Amen. I was sitting here thinking what a wonderful problem that I see coming up. That I see more chairs needing to be set out. Amen. That's a good problem to have. Amen. Right now we have about 70, we have 75 chairs set up in the sanctuary and God is filling them up. Amen. Praise the Lord. So glad to have you here with us this morning. Turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians. You got it up there on the screen. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Looking at verse 4 through 11. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, looking at verse 4 through 11. Amen. If you, did not, if you were not here Friday night, I encourage you to go online and watch it. Come on. We got it on, uh, it on Facebook. And this morning we're trying something we hadn't tried in a while. We're going live on YouTube. Amen. Are we live on YouTube this morning? Praise God. Amen. So that'll help us out. Amen. So we're live on Facebook and live on YouTube. And we're, but we're really alive inside the house of God. Amen. You want to be alive, come to the house of God. This is where the living takes place. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, looking at verse 4. Now there are diversities of gifts, but it's the same Spirit. Somebody say same Spirit. How about same Jesus? Come on, same Holy Ghost Spirit. Talk to me this morning, church. Same Holy Ghost Spirit. Same Jesus. Same Father. All right. And there are difference of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operation, but it's the same God, which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and self same Spirit. What Spirit? The Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. Dividing to every man severely as He wills. Father, we thank You, Lord, for the reading of Your Word. Father, we ask You for Your anointing of understanding, God, as You begin to open this up to us, that You will give us revelation, knowledge, give us a rhema word. God, begin to create inside of us a vision and an understanding of what the Holy Ghost is trying to tell the church this morning. Father, I'm just a man. I'm just a human being. And I have to have your help this morning because I am not intelligent enough to be able to paint a clear picture in the minds of your people, God. But Holy Ghost, we trust you this morning to paint 
the picture of what you're trying to tell us this morning. In Jesus' holy and righteous name, have you serving behind the cross? Let the anointed flow. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Amen and Amen. So in 1990, I received inside of my spirit the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And in 1990, 32 years ago, I received all nine gifts of the Holy Ghost inside of me at the same time. The only problem was I didn't know what I had. Can anybody identify with that? It's taken 32 years of the Lord teaching me and getting me to understand the operation of the Holy Ghost. But how many know there's only one Holy Ghost? There's only one Jesus. And there's only one Father. And praise God, they all come together to make one. Amen. Called a trinity. Praise the Lord. Amen. The best way I can make you understand it is, who are you? You have a body, you have a spirit, and you have a soul. You yourself are a trinity all in yourself. Amen. That's the best way I can describe it for you to get you to understand. Beyond that, Holy Ghost just has to open up your heart and your mind to understand the rest of it. Amen. But in 1990, I was baptized at about 1 o'clock in the morning in my living room. Nobody laid hands on me. Nobody prayed for me. I was alone. I was by myself. My wife and my kids were in bed. And I was seeking God. And I wanted to understand the Holy Ghost. I wanted to know. Mama said the Holy Ghost was for today. And the Holy Ghost was for me, not against me. And then she had the nerve to tell me I needed the Holy Ghost. So I began to seek the Holy Ghost. And at 1 o'clock in the morning in 1990, the Holy Ghost came down in that little room and began to fill me. And I've been praising God and talking in tongues ever since. Amen. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit that morning, that early morning of 1990. And when the Holy Spirit came inside of me, all nine gifts came with Him. Come on. Come on. Now let me go ahead and tell you, I'm nobody special. If you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost, all nine gifts are in you too because the Holy Ghost is in you. Amen. How many of y'all got Jesus in your hearts? You've been saved, born again. Sanctified by the blood of Jesus Christ. The same Jesus that performed miracles 2,000 years ago lives inside of you and can still perform miracles today, church. Oh, listen, this thing hasn't gone away. Oh, this is getting stronger, praise God. Mm. Some people who don't understand the things of the Lord will tell you that all these miracles have been done away with and that God don't heal anymore. But I've never found a scripture, I've never found a chapter or a verse to back that up. Amen. That's just silly men talking out of their intelligent mind because they cannot understand the Holy Spirit and the things of the Spirit. How many of the things of the Spirit are not of flesh, but of the Spirit? You've got to be in the Spirit to understand the Spirit. Come on. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. These gifts work. Listen, these gifts work only by the permission and the direction of the Holy Ghost. Amen. God did not put inside of me a switch that I could just turn on and say, okay, gifts of healing operate. He not put inside of me a switch to turn on where I could just say, okay, gift of interpretation of tongues, operate. Come on. Come on. He did not put inside of me a switch that I can wheel, that I can, that I can maneuver, or I can push, or I can prod. He did not put inside me anything that I can be in my flesh and say, gifts of miracles, operate. Yes. 
It's only by the direction and the move and the operation and the permission of the Holy Ghost. The truth is, they're not in us, they're inside the Holy Ghost, but praise God, the Holy Ghost is inside of us. And, and, and Paul tells us to desire these nine gifts. He tells us to pray about these nine gifts. And so we should be earnestly desiring for God to use us in the gifts that the Holy Ghost has given. Amen. Amen. Now, through the years I have operated in these gifts, but not at the same time. It's been occasion that the uh, gift of prophecy would move upon me and I give a prophecy. Times interpretations of tongues will move and I give interpretations of tongues. There's been times of gifts of healing that will come upon me and, and the Lord always gives me a sign that the palm of my hand begins to burn, both of them. They begin to burn like there's a heat on the inside of my hand. And when that happens, I know that the gift of healing is an operation from the Holy Ghost. But I'm going to tell you something. My hand's not burning right now. It ain't working right now. Amen? So as you see what I'm saying, so the operation isn't there. But that doesn't mean it won't be an operation before we get out of church today because the Holy Ghost is in charge. Amen? Amen. So everything is working by the permission and the will of the Holy Ghost and all we need to do is make sure we got the Holy Ghost. Yes. Come on. I said we need to make sure we have the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. That we have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Amen. Turn your Bibles to the book of Mark. Chapter 16, verse 17 and 18. Now Friday night I testified to you about my little granddaughter Riley. And that fireball coming and hit her in the eye on the 4th of July. And, and she was crying out that she could not see. And I, and I talked to the church about me having my Garden of Gethsemane moment as I came in the altar and laid up here three hours while they took her to the emergency room. And I was telling, because the devil kept saying that one eye would be blind, and he showed me a dead eye. Have you ever seen a, a real blind person they have dead eyes? That's what the devil was trying to paint in my mind. But I began to rebuke it. I began to cast out that fear. And I began to plead the blood of Jesus. Amen. And I got good news for us. Praise God. Little Riley can see just fine. And she's operating the sound booth right now for us in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. They tried to put a patch on the ride, but that didn't last but about a day. Come on. Praise the Lord. Amen. Mark chapter 16, verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Does your Bible say that? Does your Bible say that Mark chapter 16 and verse 17 and 18, uh, your King James Bible, how many of y'all got King James Bible? Some of y'all might have a different translation, but it should still say the same thing, right? And these signs shall follow them who doubt, who are full of unbelief, who are unsaved, who are heathen. Does your Bible say that? Or maybe your Bible says, and these signs shall follow those that are worthy. So many people struggle with that right there. Not being, don't feel worthy. Your Bible says, but these signs shall follow them that do what? Believe. Is there any believers in the house today? You see, nobody wants to preach about Mark chapter 16 and verse 17. You won't find this kind of preaching just anywhere. There's only a few selected uh, ministers in today's time that are still preaching Mark chapter 16 verse 17. And the reason is, is because people got away from it and no longer believe it to be true. 
But my Bible is yes and amen all the way from Genesis to Revelation and even the maps and the table of content. Come on, somebody. Because the same Jesus that walked this planet 2,000 years ago is still walking this planet today. The only difference is He's walking it through you and He's walking it through me. But He's still the same Jesus, praise God. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, not in somebody else's name, not in the name Mohammed, come on. Not in the name of Buddha. Come on, somebody. Not in the name of Johnny Cash. Come on, somebody. Not in the name of Elvis. Hello. Where are you at, Brother Tim? Come <laughs> I had to pick on Brother Tim. He used to do an Elvis routine. If y'all have never seen it, he did a pretty good job at it, too. Amen. But in the name of Jesus, amen. In my name shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Now listen, before you go run in the woods and go chasing after a rattlesnake, don't be foolish. Because Jesus said, tempt not the Lord thy God. But if you get accidentally bit, come on. Or if you accidentally drink poison, come on. Then you can say, in the name of Jesus, like Paul did, when the serpent came out of the fire, out of the mother, and it it struck Paul in the hand, he shook it off. It said, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The village people gathered around Paul for hours, waiting on him to die, because it was a venomous snake that bit him. But praise God, after hours of watching him, they decided they better listen to him, because this man was following God. Amen. We don't play with snakes, but if we get bit, we got the antidote of the name of the Most High God in the name of Jesus. The power of the poison has no power over us. Amen. I said amen. How many of y'all believe that today? If you don't believe it, you got a problem. You need to get to believing it. Amen. You need to get to believing it. Oh, hallelujah. They shall lay hands on the sick. Who? Who's going to lay hands on the sick? Oh, just the apostles. You know, just the pastors. Well, you know, maybe the council. Maybe Brother Dwayne, but not me. Not me. Not me. Are you not a believer? Are you a believer? I'm a believer. Are you a believer? If you are a believer, then you are the ones that shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Now, if we tell the truth this morning, only about 25% of you in here right now actually believe that. Come on. What's the problem? What's the problem? The devil has programmed the church not to believe in miracles today. That's exactly what the problem is. We're watching everything else except for the things of heaven. We're reading everything else except for the things of heaven. Come on. We're listening to everything else except for the things of heaven. We need to get back to reading our Bible. We need to get back to hearing our word of God. Amen. And get back to the praise and worship. Come on. And listen to the things of God. And let the faith build up in you. Because faith cometh by. And hearing by. The word of God. Amen. I feel like somebody's been listening to me after these four years now. Praise the Lord. And these signs should do what? Follow the believers. Follow the believers. It's easy to believe this when you're not sick. Can we just tell the truth this morning? 
When you're not sick and you're not in pain, come on, and you're not in the middle of the battlefield and the devil's attacking you, come on, come on. When you're sitting in your, in your house drinking your sweet tea and watching Bonanza, come on, and there's nothing wrong in the world, it's easy to believe this. Come on. We come together. Paul, this is why Paul said, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. Because when we come together in assembly, it's easy for us to believe. Come on. It's easy for us to believe that God heals the sick. But the problem is, is you won't let me keep you here forever. You won't let me keep you 24 hours, 7 days a week, and just preaching you. You've got to go home. You've got to go to work. You've got to raise children. And as soon as you walk out the door of the house of God, as soon as you leave the covenant of the ark of the house of God, amen, and get out there into the devil's world, doubt and unbelief begin to flood your mind. And the devil keeps thumping you over and over and over until you begin to doubt what you believe. It's like I said Friday night. The difference between us and Jesus is that Jesus does not have an identity crisis. We do. We have an identity crisis. We don't know who we are in Christ Jesus. We don't know what we believe in Christ Jesus. Come on. And we don't understand the operation of the Holy Ghost. Amen. But Jesus knew who He was. Come on. He knew what the Holy Ghost could do. And He knew who His Father in Heaven was. Amen. And that's why Jesus can walk on water. And that's why Jesus can part the... Come on. He can part the water. He can heal the sick. He can raise the dead. Because He did not have an identity crisis. Church, stop having an identity crisis. Hallelujah, that's good preaching, Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody say that's good preaching, Holy Ghost. You're not telling Cliff that's good preaching because Cliff is not this intelligent. Come on. I'm just an ordinary man. But I got an extraordinary man on the inside of me. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. I got the living water down in my soul. I got the living water all over me. Praise God. And it's through the living water of the power of the Holy Ghost that you hear preaching today. Praise God. I wish somebody would help me pray. How in the world you could just sit there in your seats and not do cartwheels right now? I don't know. Come on. Somebody needs to get a hold of this live wire that I got a hold of. Amen. Listen, if you can't feel the live wire of the Holy Ghost out there where you're sitting at, come up here and get on stage with me. I'm telling you, it's live up here. It's alive up here. Woo, hallelujah. Mmm. But it's easy to believe in miracles when everything is going right and we're in the house of God and somebody singing Amazing Grace. Oh, come on. It's easy to believe. But when the pain hits, come on. When the dizziness happens, when the devil attacks the body and makes it weak, that's when you find out what you really believe. Come on. 
You see, a lot of people can talk the talk, but you find out who's walking the walk when all hell has ascended upon thee. When the gates of hell has knocked at your door, then you find out what you really believe. Come on, church. Mm. Come on, church. I can remember a time when my little daughter, Christy, don't worry about it, leave it alone, leave it alone. Don't worry about it, it'll fall down. I can remember a time when my daughter Christy, she was about 13 years old, full of rebellion as a 13 year old does. Anybody got one of those? Come on. I had one. <laughs> so y'all can identify with me. She wanted to ride home with her friends in a car. And we told her to come straight to the house. But instead, they decided to go somewhere downtown. Was she 15? All right, was, I stand corrected. Angel said she was 15 at the time. Still full of rebellion at 15. It don't change between 13 and 15. But she got into a car wreck at a four-way stop sign. And praise God, there was a nurse right there that saw the whole thing. And we, we got Christy to the hospital in Cedartown and, and began to pray. Her head was swelling up. She had a knot on her head. And we're in the emergency room. And I'm going to tell you, when you're in the emergency room and it's your baby on the line and it's your flesh and blood, this is my firstborn child. This is my baby. And her head was beginning to swell. I mean, she was in pain. Listen, I didn't care who was watching. I didn't care if I wasn't politically correct. I didn't care. I was in the middle of an emergency room and there might be some unbelievers there. I reached over with my hand and I laid my hand on Christian's head and I said, in the name of Jesus. And I wasn't quiet about it. I was in the name of Jesus. I got mad about it. I said, in the name of Jesus. Before she got wheeled back there to the doctor, the swelling went down. X-ray came back and said, we don't see nothing wrong. Take the child home. I'm telling you, my God is able. We talked to the nurse after all that. And she said, I saw that little blonde-headed thing in the back seat, not wearing a seatbelt. She said her head bounced from window to window like a basketball. Like somebody threw a basketball in the car. She said, it's a miracle the child didn't have brain damage. I'm telling you, my God is able. My God is able, Brother Danny. My God is able to raise the dead. Oh, hallelujah. I'm talking about a season of miracles, church. I'm talking about a season of miracles, church. Come on, we've got to start believing even when the devil's messing. Oh, real quiet right there. I said we've got to start believing when the devil is messing. We got to start believing when we're in the pain. We got to start believing when we got the bad reports. Come on. We got to start believing when we're rolling ourselves out of bed because we can't stand up straight. Come on, church. Oh, I'm trying to talk to somebody this morning. Go to the book of Acts, chapter 10, and verse 36. Acts, chapter 10, and verse 36 through 38. It says, the word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. See, the gospel is about peace. He is Lord of all. How many of y'all believe that today? Have you made Jesus your Lord? I'm not talking about making Jesus your Savior. Here's the difference. Oh, let me just park the car right here for a while. 
There's a difference between making Jesus your Savior and making Jesus your Lord. Come on. You see, when, when you make Jesus just your Savior, you don't give Him the reins of everything you have. You don't give Him the bank account. You don't give Him the car. You don't give Him the children. You don't give Him the house. You don't give Him the job. You hang on to all those things. Jesus might be your Savior, but you're not surrendered nor submitted everything you have. I'm going to tell you something, honey. God wants everything about you. He wants your car, your bank account, your children, your house, your job. Everything you own needs to be put under the control of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to make Jesus Lord over our life. Our life is not our own. We don't come and go as we please. We don't bounce around from this church to that church to this church. Come on, somebody. We don't bounce around from this wife to that wife to that wife. Come on, somebody. We don't bounce around from one husband to another. Come on, somebody. Because Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Hallelujah. I have to submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And when Jesus says go, I got to go, even if I don't want to go. If Jesus says come, I got to come, even if I don't want to. Come on, somebody. I got to be obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ because he's my Lord, not just my Savior. I hope that helps somebody this morning because that's not in my notes. But the word which Jesus sent it to the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. Verse 39, That word I say you know, which was published throughout all Judea, and began from Galilee, after the baptism which John preached. Verse 38, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Do you see that? He baptized him with, he anointed, he baptized him, anointed him with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing. Oh, I love this word right here. I I was terrible in school in English. I was terrible. It was one of my weakest subjects was English. Can y'all tell? Y'all might be able to tell by the way I talk. I don't know. Especially if you read my my letters in my handwriting. I might miss a comma or two or... Misspell a word. Thank God somebody can. Thank God somebody introduced me to Google so I can learn how to spell something. Amen. But I love this little word. A L L. Mmm. Oh. Look at what it says. Look at what it says. Oh. And healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Is anybody oppressed of the devil today? Come on. Healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God, the Father, the Holy Ghost, was with him, and I would even say in him. Did Jesus heal all or just some? Did Jesus heal all or just the worthy? Come on, we struggle right here. Lord, I'm just not worthy. Julia's worthy, but she didn't sin like I sinned. I understand why Julia gets healed and I don't, God, because she's more worthy than I am. Does your Bible say that? Then stop acting like it. Come on. Your Bible don't say that? Stop acting like it. Stop putting words in your Bible that don't say that. I only read what the Holy Ghost has written in this Word. Amen? 
Jesus healed all. Oh, no, just the wealthy. He only healed the wealthy. He didn't heal the poor. He says, I'm anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. Come on, somebody. To heal the brokenhearted. Oh, come on, church. Jesus heals all. All. Come on, all. And Jesus will heal you even if you're not worthy. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? Jesus will save you even if you're not worthy. Oh, come on, church. Because we all are unworthy. Every single one of us in this room has fallen short of the glory of God. Amen? Every one of us is unworthy. We qualify as an unworthy. But we also qualify as the sons and the daughters of God that's been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. Listen, we go into the courthouse when the devil is accusing us and we say, we plead the blood. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Because in the blood, I'm found worthy. In the blood, I'm found healed. In the blood, I'm found saved. Come on, church. I plead the blood. Devil, you might be right. I was a rascal. I was a sinner. I might have been the chief of all sinners. Oh, but the blood of Jesus Christ, come on, washes away all my sins and washes away all my sicknesses and washes away all my headaches. Come on, somebody. And washes away all my stress. Come on. And washes away all of my attitude. Come on, somebody. Mm, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus Christ. We need to learn to plead the blood of Jesus Christ. Turn with me to the book of Matthew, the 15th chapter. Yes, I, I do mean the word Matthew. Friday night, I, I meant Mark and said Matthew. We had a good laugh about that. But today is the book of Matthew, chapter 15, looking at verse 21. I want you to see something. I want you to see something. How many of y'all are with me this morning? Then Jesus went thence and departed to the coast of Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast, crying unto him and saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, the son of David. My daughter is grieved, vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. Think about this for a moment. Jesus is standing right there. This woman is talking to Jesus. And she answers him not a word. He answered her not a word. Mm. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. So the disciples got the attitude of Jesus don't want to deal with her. Why should we? Come on. But he answered and said, I am not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. Some of y'all need to say that today. Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is not meat to take, take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. Hmm. Homecoming, that brother preached about dogs. I wonder if anybody figured out what kind of dog you are yet. <laughs> Amen. Should I throw that in there? Verse 27. And she said, truth, Lord. Listen to what she says. Truth, Lord. She wasn't arguing with him. 
Let the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Jesus literally called this woman a dog. Oh, he's real quiet right now. That's what your Bible says. I didn't add that in there. It's in your hands. Put your eyes on it. D-O-G. Does anybody have a different translation that says something else besides D-O-G? Jesus literally called her a dog. Now, 98% of you in this room would get mad as a hornet at the pasture if he called you a dog. Come on. Come on. Y'all might as well just agree with me. You know I'm not lying. It would hurt your feelings. It would hurt your pride. Oh, come on. I thought I looked good today. Pastor called you a little other dog. I can't believe he called me a dog. Angel, what's wrong with your husband? Call me a dog. Woof, woof. Come on. Come on. Yes. He wasn't talking about her looks now. He was talking about the fact that she was not an Israelite woman. She was from Canaan. He was sent first to liberate Israel. The time had not come to liberate the Gentiles yet. Praise God for the book of Acts. We can see he sent his disciples out to preach to the Gentiles. It simply just wasn't time for the liberation of the Gentiles. So he literally called her a dog when he said, it is not meant to take the children's bread. Listen, healing is the children's bread. Is there anybody in this room today that identifies yourself as a child of God? Are you a child of God? Then healing is your bread. And Jesus says it is not meant to take the children's bread and cast it to the dog. Look at this woman's faith. She didn't argue with him. Oh, yes. You're right. Oh, but when the crumbs fall from the master's table. Come on, even the dogs can eat. And he says, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee as thou hast said. You see, that woman was unworthy. She did not qualify. She was not a man for one. She was not a Jewish woman for another. She was from Canaan. She did not qualify. She was unworthy. And yet her faith, hallelujah, her faith touched the heart of Jesus. And he said, be it unto thee according to thy faith. I'm telling you, church. That's where we are today. It don't matter if you feel unworthy. My Jesus will still heal you. It don't matter. Come on. If you don't think you're worthy. It don't matter if you don't think that you measure up to the the standard of God. His mercy and His grace. Hallelujah. Has been released to the Gentile nations. And praise God we are saved by the grace of God. Can you handle one more? One more. It's only been 35 minutes. Can you handle one more with me? Come on. Go on down to verse 30 and 31. And we'll let this be our closing scriptures, Brother 
Brother Hagen, Jan, y'all want to come on? Matthew 15, verse 30 and 31. A great multitude came unto him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others. Come on. Now some of you here today may not be blind. And I think everybody in here can talk, so that means you're not dumb. Amen? You can talk, that's what it means. You're not mute. Some of you are maimed, though. I see some of that. And the rest of us qualify into many others. Yeah. Come on. So all of it, we all qualify into many others, don't we? Amen? And, he, and they can't, listen, and cast them down at Jesus' feet. A great multitude came unto him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. Who did he heal? The multitude that were cast down at his feet. Insomuch that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb speak and the maimed to be whole and the lame to walk and the blind to see. And they glorified the God of Israel. Jesus healed them all. Listen to me, church. Jesus heals everyone who comes to Him wanting to be healed. Jesus heals everyone who comes to Him wanting to be healed. Let me say it again. Let it sink into your soul. Jesus heals everyone that comes to Him wanting to be healed. Do you want to be healed? Do you want a miracle? Do you want to receive a miracle? Do you want to be healed? Then come to Jesus. Come to Jesus and be healed. Jesus heals everyone who comes to Him. He he heals everybody. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 it says, He that cometh to God must believe. He that comes to God must believe. Come to Jesus and you'll get your miracle. Come to Jesus and you'll get your healing. Come to Jesus and believe. Because Jesus heals everybody that comes to Him. That's what that Holy Bible says. Amen? Amen? The problem is not God, church. The problem is not the Word of God. The problem is our believing. That's the problem. Our believing. Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the Word of God. You want more faith, get more Word. Amen? Want more faith, more Word. More Word, more faith. More faith, more Word. More Word, more faith. See how it goes? Hand in hand. You don't say, I don't have enough faith. This man brought his son to Jesus. Vexed of the devil. Went to the disciples, couldn't find Jesus. He was busy. Went to the disciples. Disciples couldn't do nothing with the, with, with the child. It couldn't be, they couldn't cast the devil out. Finally, Jesus gets there. And the man comes to him. He says, I went to your disciples and they couldn't help him. They couldn't do it. But if you can do anything, have 
said, he looked at the Father. How many fathers we got in the house? He looked at the Father and he says, do you believe I can do this? And the man says, yes, I believe. But help thou my unbelief. Yes. You see, we all have faith limits. This man was being honest. He believed Jesus could heal him, but yet he still had to wrestle with the doubt. Many of you in here right now can believe that God will heal you if you cut your finger. You believe that Jesus will make the blood stop bleeding, your finger will stop bleeding, you'll put a little band-aid on it, and you believe that after a while the skin will grow back and, and it just might be a little scar because of how big it was. But you believe that. Has everybody got faith to believe Jesus can do that? But what if you cut the tip of your finger off and you believe Jesus can heal and grow the fingertip back? You believe that Jesus can heal and grow the fingertip back? I had to look real close to see that rabbit took that half of his thumb. A rabbit took that half of Angel's thumb when they got married 36 years ago. I had to look real close to see where that rabbit hit her at now. Got a little scar on there. But half of her thumb was gone. Half of it was gone. Do we have faith to believe that Jesus can grow back the digits, our little fingertips, our fingers? Yes. See, it takes more faith to believe that than just. Just I'm bleeding right now. Come on. Amen. How many can believe Jesus can heal you of a migraine? How many has Jesus already done that? 15 years of migraine free. Migraine free 15 years. Praise God. Come on, just give God a praise for that. Who here right now struggles with migraines? Raise your hand if you struggle with migraines. Anybody? Well, praise God. I hope I show you my friends. I don't have to pray for somebody. It's not true. So we believe God can heal my grace. But what about cancer? Come on. It takes a little bit more faith to go from my brain to cancer. Are you with me? Lord, help thou my unbelief. Lord, help thou my unbelief. Come on. Somebody ought to be saying that this morning. Lord, help thou my unbelief. Help thou my unbelief. Amen. Raise your hand if God's already healed you of cancer in your Raise your hand. Look at all these hands going up. God's already done it. God is a God of miracles. He can walk away diabetes and it never exists again in your body. If you just come to Jesus, believe it. He can walk away that back pain that keeps you awake at night if you just go to Jesus believing. Amen. How you feel, brother? I'm blessed. Feeling good? No, I'm good. Come on, let's make it good. Let's make it good this morning. Come on, are you here this morning? You need, you need prayer this morning? Faith has been building you. Months, months, faith has been building. You've been getting a little better, a little better, a little better. Now it's time to get to the I just feel great part. Let's get to the I feel great part. Amen. I feel great. Let's get to that place. So your faith has been lifted. You've been building. 
Now let's just raise it right on up into heaven. Put those hands in the air toward heaven this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Yeshua, plead the blood of Jesus. I anoint my brother with the holy oil, like he said in James chapter 5. In the name of Yeshua, I speak to the inside of his body. I speak to his organs. I speak to his lower intestine, his upper intestine. Lord, I speak to his bowels. I speak to everything. His entire digestive system in his body. I speak to his esophagus. In the name of Yeshua. In the name of Yeshua. I, re- I rebuke it. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. God recreated right now through a supernatural surgery. Remove those stones. Remove anything, God. Mm. Rock stones, gold stones, anything, God. Anything that hinders, anything that hurts right now. Removing the pain in the name of Yeshua. Baptize him in the Holy Ghost, God. Go and baptize him in the Holy Ghost. Go on and pray. Go on and get that prayer name. Get that prayer name, brother. Put some volume to it. Right there it is. There it is. There it is. Hallelujah. Put some volume to it. Yes, in the name of Yeshua. In the name of Yeshua, Shana My God is able. My God is able. Come on, sing with me. My God is able. My God is able. My God is able. Come here, Richard. Come here. Come on up here. I know it might take you a little while, but come on. Shana na na ma ka, shiva na 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 ma. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Angel got diagnosed with diabetes from the doctor here a while back, a few weeks ago. Been fighting this thing. Anybody else here got diabetes? Come on up. That's what I'm talking about. Here, y'all hold hands. Y'all hold hands. Y'all gonna fight this bomb together. You pray for her, you pray for her. Come on. Do you have diabetes? Doctor said you got diabetes too?
Perform the operation, Holy Ghost, in her body, in her bones, in her skeletal right now. In the name of Jesus, give my sister strength. We speak strength to your muscles, strength to the bones, strength right now to the body. In the name of Jesus, that you will no longer be in pain when you stand for long periods of time. That you will no longer be in pain when you walk for long periods of time. That you are free. In the name of Jesus, and who Jesus sets free is free indeed. 